0: going on everyone welcome back to a podcast about New York sports Sam joined with Matt getting geared up for a big week 2 NFL slate uh Jets 1 and 0 Giants 0 and 1 looking to rebound from a uh embarrassing loss that we recapped on our last episode uh Matt before we get into it how you doing today
1: Um I'm still bummed out I'm I'm holding up though
0: Yeah holding up is uh is definitely a good way to put it I think uh I think once we see start seeing football this weekend we'll we'll kind of put that put what's pat behind us behind us and, yeah. and I know uh, that really... we don't want to we don't want to harp on uh, the obvious here
1: but yeah. uh, I thought it was important just to put out there that it does seem like Aaron Rodgers wants to continue playing football uh, a successful successful surgery yesterday I think it was the same doctor who operated on Kobe Bryant's Achilles So, I mean, he's still all in. Uh, We still may see him in a Jet uniform at some point. Um, So, you know, at least if this doesn't go well, there's, you know, a a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel still. Just a a little bit of hope that we might get what we thought we were going to get.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that he, I think really kind of just reading through the lines, I can't see him kind of just given up I don't think that's the kind of guy Aaron Rodgers is and yeah I just I, figured,
1: I, like, knowing him though I just figured it was gonna be like you know a guy who always preached that he wanted to play for one team and then this happens 75 seconds into his Jets tenure and I just felt like he was gonna be a guy that would like take a sign from the universe there Um and maybe retire like you said he was 90% retired uh quote unquote going into the darkness. But um I, I just wanted to put that out there because I think for for a full 24 plus hours and we're all kind of like at 40 years old is this guy ever going to play again? So um, you know, I, I guess that's big news and and maybe I'll have a chance to get excited in, in
0: you know, in June or July. Yeah. Well, uh and again, I, I think seeing seeing new football and you know maybe we get a really good Zach Wilson performance this weekend and going forward and I don't want to say forget about it because obviously it's going to be a very difficult thing to forget about for years to come. But we'll see. Um, week two slate already underway with the Eagles beating the Vikings last night. Uh, just wanted to give some quick thoughts on that game. Um, I thought, first of all, the, the most disgusting backdoor cover of all time. Eagles were, I believe, minus seven and a half, up by 13 with about you know two minutes to go. And the Vikings march down the field and kind of score a, in the game sense, a meaningless touchdown Um, Eagles looked impressive I think I thought their defense was was a little bit shaky here and there but uh, they come away with a win at home Uh, any any thoughts on that game you want to give real quick before we get into the Jets Uh,
1: yeah I mean when I was watching that game I almost sent this into the group chat but I was going to say I guarantee that there's going to be some point in time you know looking back at these last two Eagles games where you know, hardly beat the Patriots, and uh, and now the Vikings come up with a backdoor cover. And there's going to be some week where there's this giant positivity headline where people are saying, "Well, look, the, the Eagles don't beat anyone up." But I, I don't think the score represented this game. I, I think the Eagles kind of they owned that football game from start to finish. Uh, we got we got another peek at you know maybe the worst rule in sports with the fumbling out of the back of the end zone. I, I just don't know what else you're supposed to do. It's it's kind of like. Do I not make a move for the end zone? Because, you know, my team might cough up the, the ball here. I, I just don't understand how this isn't just, you know, if you fumble it out the back of the end zone, just, I mean, just set up from where you just were. And I, I don't understand why it's a change of possession. Uh, I get bothered every time I see it, probably just because I get the Austin Safarian Jenkins PTSD. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I thought the Vikings were a little unimpressive, just like they were the week before. And um, like I said, I just don't think the the score represented this game. And like I said yesterday, I think the Vikings are you know the logo for uh, you know first to worst teams.
0: Yeah, they're 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 no good. I, I think. I mean, obviously Justin Jefferson's incredible. Uh, even Kirk Cousins played a good game last night. Um, but you you know that that old line is getting embarrassed. Uh, and then the D line for the Vikings also getting embarrassed by. I mean, the Eagles have a really good offensive line, but. They were just running the ball at will yesterday. Um, DeAndre Swift, I think, said a uh, has had like the most rushing yards by an Eagles since like 2013 or something like that, and and he only got like two carries the week before, so that kind of speaks to the depth that the Eagles have. Um, but uh, the Eagles, I, I think, everyone kind of expected them to be a, a powerhouse. They're they're here here two and o, and I think they're gonna they're the most likely be there at the very very end would be partially my prediction but um enough on that game let's get right over to the jets um the jets have an uphill battle this week to say the least uh they go into dallas obviously what we just detailed about aaron rodgers and now this is now zach wilson's team cowboys are giving nine and it's funny that this the schedule played out this way because the cowboys forty ball the giants uh and in the, one of the more embarrassing games in in MetLife, in Giant history, uh, if not the most. And then now they play the Jets, who uh, I think to say, you know, the Jets are limping into Dallas would be an understatement because they're they're not. They're, you know, Aaron Rodgers is now out. So, I, I like, I wish Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was limping into Dallas. Uh, but that's not the case. We have Zach Wilson. And, the, again, the Cowboys are giving nine. My first question to you, Matt, is I, I think we can both agree that the Jets – again, facing uphill battle. And I don't think either of us really expect them to win this game. Can you detail a way that you can see the jets possibly winning this game?
1: Uh, Well, if the jets were to win this game, it would be the way that they're going to win any game they're going to win. You know, the defense would have to control the game for a long time. They're probably going to be on the field a lot and you're going to kind of need to expose uh, Dak Prescott a little bit and, you know, bring back some, uh, some 2022 20, Dak Prescott and turn him over the same way you did Josh Allen. When I first saw the line on this game, my immediate thought was, that's a little disrespectful. You know, there's a team who just beat Buffalo. Uh, you know, I, I think some people might argue Buffalo is better than Dallas, but I, I just, then I thought about it and I just said, I mean, if, if you, if you can't, if you can't keep your offense on the field, you can't really win games. And, uh, you know, the Jets won a few with smoke and mirrors last year doing exactly that. I just think this Dallas defense is, is just too elite. And the thing I worry about the most after watching that Cowboy Giant uh, debacle from last week is, you know, the Jets still don't have an extra quarterback in the room yet. And even if he's not there to take Zach Wilson's job, there, there has to be another one in there. And I mean, if Zach Wilson can't make it out of this game, which I hate to say, I don't want to put that out there. But the way that we watched Micah Parsons just eat Daniel Jones alive, you know, what if we have to watch Tim Boyle for a couple weeks? I kind of don't know what's taking so long with uh, the extra quarterback here because you're you're immediately kind of hitting rewind on that guy, and there's an entire system to be learned. So I think my keys to the game are just control the game through defense, do everything you can, and obviously run the ball well. I'd like to see a lot of checkdowns from Zach, you know, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, both both excellent receiving backs. I don't think the Jets win this game. I'm still not sold uh, who I'm going to pick when it comes to that in terms of the line and such. Um, I, I just, and my last key to the game is just, I don't want to see Tim Boyle in the game. I, I think you're coming off a great win. Uh, let's get out of this one healthy. Let's compete. Um, I don't want it to like anything like the Giant game from last week. And I don't think it will. So uh, just just be competitive in this game. That's what I think. Uh, you're on the road. You're in Dallas and you you kind of stole a win already. So you, you, I don't want to say you're playing with house money, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't be so devastating to lose this
0: game. now. Yeah, you're right about, it, you know, it just being scary overall that Tim Boyle is your is your backup quarterback this week. You know, obviously, God forbid anything happens to Zach, but. You know I'm when I think about this game I agree with you I think that they're gonna if they want to win this game or kind of even be in this game they're gonna need to dominate the time possession much like the Eagles did last night um you know the the Jets have to rely on their defense and they will rely on their defense for sure Dak Prescott very well known as a guy who has turned the ball over a, a lot lately um he, he's uh, kind of it's kind of been his whole his whole thing his whole career is that he has some ball security issues, but let me ask you this, uh, you know, thinking about this game and you mentioned about how obviously coming off the, the, the win, but, and the, the crowd was up for it, but you and I both know that the crowd at MetLife was every time Zach Wilson had a three and out, they, they, there were, they were definitely booze and the boo birds are out. And even I, I I think I brought this up last time about how right before half, there was like five seconds left. They have all their timeouts and they down the balls at like the 25 And they just the the smart move was to take a knee and go into the locker room, which they did. But even then, I feel like people were booing and kind of just were like not excited to see the offense. Kind of with that being all understood, do you think it's almost like a little bit beneficial to Zach and like the whole mood of the Jets that this game is away? Like what I mean by that is, you know, first, if this game was at MetLife and the Jets start with the ball, the first three and out, you're going to hear boo birds. I don't know if that really happens too much in Dallas because you're not in front of your home crowd. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, um, it's a good point. Um, I didn't think the boos were were that crazy um, on opening night. And you and I both big, um, you know, sports radio listeners. I feel like the moment that you know the Jets fans realize that well, this is our only option now, and there is going to be no savior this year, and, and this is it. I feel like I've heard a lot of positivity, and you know, I, I still think the Jets can win this way. I still, but it's it's only going to take what one game at home, uh, where he looks like he did in New England last year. That's really all it's going to take for, uh, you know, for for maybe the Jets to just kind of become discombobulated again. I think the the culture that Aaron Rodgers brought over is helpful. Like I, I would say last year, right when Zach gets benched. And the whole team is, you know, wearing like white t-shirts and all that. I kind of feel like that's not in this team's DNA anymore. Um, But no, I could see the fans turning on him real quick. But as of right now, I sense just a positivity, like an aura of positivity uh, that Zach Wilson is going to be able to figure it out. Maybe that's the five weeks with Aaron Rodgers. You know, maybe it's just... Uh, maybe it's just delusion because there's no other option but I, I feel like I, I don't know maybe you don't agree but I feel like I've heard more positivity than not which is nice because I'm certainly not there myself I, I'm I'm still kind of dreading this and really you know I'm, I'm really nervous that this is going to feel a lot like 2022 but I, I don't get that sense from the fan base as a whole really
0: yeah I, I agree I think that you're right this th- this team is a little bit different and I think that Again, you can attribute this to, like you said, the the one week of Aaron Rodgers or just all the hype that this team has got. But I feel like guys definitely feed off of that, and especially this team, guys like Sauce Gardner and you know having all the celebrities in MetLife for for week one, and, and guys definitely feed off that energy. And I think that when you come into a season with high expectations and you truly believe that those expectations are real, like the, especially the defense does, you're. I feel like it's almost like they're gonna they, the, the average or like what the bottom of the, the floor might be is just a little bit higher. And I feel like the jets know that in the back of their mind. And uh, I, to me, I, I think I agree with you in terms of Zach as well. Uh, I mean, last week I described him as a roller and how, you know, when things are good, he's, he can roll with the team, but when things are bad, that's when you start to worry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. One guy I definitely want to point out, you mentioned, you know, having check downs and, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, Zach has has easy decisions to make and not really have to make all these crazy decisions. Uh, you know, and I know Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall are the the 1A, 1B, but I'd like to see Michael Carter getting involved here. You know, even like a two-back role where you have a Brees Hall and a Michael Carter where, you know, Michael Carter, and we've seen in the past, be very beneficial out of the backfield in the receiving game um, and definitely can serve as another weapon to Zach, uh, especially on third downs. And, you know, not saying Dalvin Cook isn't, but – I feel like Dalvin Cook is might not be as much of a receiving back as he is just more so a change of pace kind of speed runner versus Michael Carter is more so like that scat back that's going to catch a couple of screens and a couple of swing passes out of the backfield. So um, definitely some keys there. And then obviously you can't play the Cowboys without having uh, your every one of your eyes and every one of your coach's eyes on Micah Parsons. We saw how he absolutely just demolished the Giants offensive line. Um, they're going to put him... On, on what they see as, as the Jets' weakest link. And it's going to be on the Jets to try and stop that, whether it's – you know, you could – I brought up last week that uh, the kind of the punch-first mentality where you kind of need to go at him and let him know that you're there, or you can go the other route, which is kind of just run everything away from him. But I feel like that's kind of where the Cowboys want. You know, if you, have, if you put Micah Parsons on the right side of the field and everything just started to run to the left – the Cowboys win in in the sense that they just cut the field in half for you. So that's a win for them. Um so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I think I think the Jets are uh, like we said are really going to try and focus on the run here. Uh, the run was very successful against a, a Bills team that you know not there. I don't think the Bills have the same uh defense as the Cowboys, but Bills definitely have a good defense and the Jets uh definitely ran the ball very well against the Bills. So we'll look to see that. Um so
1: it just can't get out of hand you know i i think if you can establish the running game early and then you can set up zach to to really try and throw the ball off play action a lot and things like that i think there's a way to maybe disguise your offense in a way that you don't look like the uh, new york football giants of last week um, yeah, that, and, and it, maybe i think that's i the trust goal. the jets to, to game plan that um you know into existence but um yeah i mean i don't i don't want to wait to uh to hear your uh your your pick on this game so i do want to hear it at the end of uh, this actually i do do you think there's any chance the jets are going to win this game win this game outright
0: i, I after seeing what the cowboys did to the giants and again I, I don't think that i think it's kind of undersung that the the jets o line no one re, after after aaron rodgers gets hurt right last week and the jets win it kind of got buried that the O-line played like an okay game. You know, Zach was definitely under, under duress. And obviously the first couple of plays when Rogers got hurt, people were pointing at some, some possible poor O-line play. I think that's a little undersung and, and I, I'm really fearful that it gets a little like, I don't want that to come to the forefront this week, you know, that the storyline of how the offensive line isn't that good. And I think that there's a really good chance that it does. Um, So I really can't see the Jets winning this game. To be quite honest, I, I give them like maybe like a five percent chance to win this game. Is that even too high? Yeah, I'm right around there, five or
1: ten. I just think, I think it's too possible that Dallas just puts the Jets in a position where they just feel like they can't let Zach Wilson drop back anymore. Yeah, and they could just eliminate an entire phase of the football game. That and that's kind of just what I think happens.
0: Yeah. So it's it'll, it'll be tough to, you know, I'm getting my hopes up because I'm, I'm I want to see Zach. I, like you said, I'm kind of I'm kind of not bought in fully, but I, I'm excited to see what he has to offer this year. I'm not uh, there. We- I just I, I'm like,
1: I wish I could be as positive as, you know, it seems like the general Jet fan is right now. I just I'm not there at all. Like, I, I really I feel like this is just going to be like a, a year long ice I just don't get what what could have changed so drastically from last year. You know? I think the well, only thing that's changed is is going to be less scrutiny because it's different when you, you know, last year he felt like this is the number 2 overall pick. He's our starter. And now it feels like a guy who got thrown to the wolves.
0: I think that's well, the only difference. Yeah you're you're kind, I kind of agree, but I think, you know, speaking of a personnel standpoint, I think that, you know, new new offensive coordinator with Hackett you have a full, you know, knock on wood, a full season of Brees Hall. Remember, the Jets were good, and then it, a lot. Now, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but some people would even say that as soon as Brees Hall goes down, that offense totally changed. Now you not only do you have Brees Hall, but you you also now have a Dalvin Cook, another year of Garrett Wilson. Um, so again, some some weapons such as uh guys veterans like Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard that can definitely get in the huddle and kind of you know be another voice in Zach's ear, and I think that. Again, it's gonna come down to the talent of and the, the mind of Zach Wilson. That's for certain. I don't want to I don't wanna sound like, you know, all of these things are gonna outweigh that. But I think when you when you say, you know, what's different, I do think there's some really good personnel here that just wasn't necessarily there last year. And I, you know, think what you want. At the end of the day, you're right. It, it's whoever it's it doesn't matter who's on the outside if you don't have a quarterback that can't get the ball to them. But I, I do think that having these two dynamic running backs and a good running game is definitely a a help for a quarterback you know me and how I speak about about kind of offensive philosophy I think you should run the ball until you don't have to anymore and if you can do that you can win games especially with the Jets defense so uh, that's just my outlook on it Uh, you want to give a you want to give your lean here where where your pick is and perhaps uh, maybe even a final score prediction I I don't know I
1: think I have to wait for the pick segment I, I just it's it's such a I don't want to say a weird line because it's not strange. It's just, it's tough to, to pick for or against. Um, We talk a lot about Zach Wilson's athleticism. We talked a lot about it last year as, you know, one of the only positives that we saw. Do you think at this point when, you know, I don't think Zach Wilson is like set in stone as the future year. I think it's kind of like, an it would be nice sort of thing. Do you just kind of tell him to go out there and and let loose? Like, especially against a defense like this, I feel like I'd like to see him run. I'd like to see him move around the pocket a lot. Like, I feel like that's something I'd want to see showcased in in a game against the Cowboys. And it doesn't do it much, but I feel like circumstances change now where, you know, I'm not sure you're all that concerned with, you know, molding this guy to be your franchise quarterback.
0: I I agree with you, but I I think for Zach Wilson, not just not just kind of like the overall Jets, but I think Zach Wilson realizes that, too. And he's almost in a playing with house money sort of idea. Right. So he's he he's realizing that, you know, this is my last chance. And if you know, I don't want to where in the past it was all check downs and all short and kind of playing. It's very hard to play football when you're just trying to not make mistakes. And that's kind of your mindset. I feel like Zach this year. We're. I think we're going to see him take some shots and and we're going to see him, like you said, use his athleticism and play the game that he knows within the Nathaniel Hackett system. And again, with these offensive weapons. And I I think we could see like almost like a going for broke sort of method where, you know, he he realizes that this is not only his probably his last shot to be, uh, you know, a true NFL quarterback, a starting quarterback, at least, but this is probably going to be his best again. Like I said, with all the weapons and the team and all the hype and whatnot where, you know, uh, unfortunately now, uh, hopefully it doesn't seem unfortunate, but uh, the Jets are going to have a lot of primetime games this year. Where if Zach's not good, that's going to be all eyes are going to be on that. And you you think the the anti Zach Wilson train is big now? Wait until you know four weeks from now when they're playing the Chiefs, or uh, what is that next week or two week, whenever it is, whenever they play the Chiefs, and then that's when the real test comes on on you know primetime football. But again, I, I think that in the back of Zach's mind, he has to know that this is his best chance, and this is probably his last chance. So, I think there's definitely something to that. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that this you're going to lean here for one of your picks. I'm not, so I'm going to say that this is the Cowboys giving nine is is the the right way to go here. Uh, and, I, and I'll say the Cowboys will win this game. I'll say like a twenty-seven to ten game.
1: You see, I feel the same way, but I I just fear that we are just putting too much stock into that, you know, week one Giants game. Because I think we looked at Dallas last year and said they're not world beaters, you know. Obviously, you know, the defense was elite last year, too. I don't think think they ever looked like that, though. I I feel like maybe we're drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. So that's the reason I'm afraid to pick the game. Because I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets lost by a
0: touchdown. But, I mean, obviously,
1: I wouldn't be shocked if they lost by 21 points either.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a tough one. I mean, that's not my official pick. But uh, if I had to pick a, a lean on that, I'd say the Cowboys giving nine. Um, anything else you wanted to say before we head over to the Giants?
1: No. Um, I think I'm back in my uh, red zone era, you know? Like you this is going to be the year where it was like, all right, it's either – if the Jets are are playing, I'm just watching the Jets – I think I'm I'm already back to uh the good old red zone.
0: You you sound like someone that needs a second screen. No, no, it's I I just don't want to see it. Oh, oh okay. So oh, all right, I got it. I picking up what you're putting down. Got it. Um all right, so let's move over to the Giants. Um again, don't need to harp on what what happened last week. I think for the Giants the 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 message in the locker room this week had to be all right. We got our ass handed to us. Uh, very embarrassing. Now, there's literally zero positives you could probably take out of that game. Um, but this is week one now. And you're playing a team in the Cardinals that, you know, for lack of a better term, and may not be 100% accurate, but they are trying to lose games. Or not they're not trying their hardest to win, might be the best way to put it organizationally. I'll say, uh, Cardinals are, I would just actually enlighten to the fact that the Cardinals have the Texans pick as well next year. Uh, so there's a very real possibility that they could have two top five picks in this upcoming draft. Uh, if not even, if not even lesser, depending on how the Texans do. Um, they'll probably be, you know, looking at the Cardinals schedule, tough to find a win there, but, nonetheless uh Giants are favored by four points on the road against the Cardinals um and I think the Giants are gonna uh, assert their dominance and take out some anger on this Cardinals team What say you
1: yeah I was listening to uh I think it was a uh, DNR on ESPN New York today and I, I think this game opened up at three and a half and you know this isn't my information so uh, they noted that you know the the public is all over Arizona, and that just kind of that just kind of shows you, you know the the kind of creatures we are, and you know recency bias and all that. I think the Giants should kill this team, especially yeah. coming off of last week. Uh, this couldn't have come in a better time. Uh, I, I think the Giants really just they they let loose. They get to one and one, and I think that game against Dallas starts to feel like a distant memory. I mean, they need this game. I would say that if somehow they fumble this game away, their season's over, right? And I, I just I, I can't foresee that happening. So I mean, I, I'll give my lean on this game. I, I think the Giants should win this game by at least a touchdown. So,
0: yeah, I I agree. I think that you know, just looking at at the talent on these teams, and again, that you said it when we were just talking about the Cowboys before. It's kind of interesting how these both of our little previews intertwine, but. I I kind of agree in the sense that the Cowboys weren't the Cowboys weren't as impressive as 40 to nothing. I'm not saying they weren't impressive, but it's not like they were just they beat the brakes off the Giants. But, you know, a couple really strange turnovers, some interesting play calls. It was pouring in that game. There's a lot of little little caveats to that to that Giants Cowboys game that I think threw off a little bit of people's idea on the Giants. And I think that you know, I think the Giants are going to struggle against teams that have really good defensive lines because their their weakness is their offensive line, it seems. Um, and but I don't think that's the case here with the Cardinals. They, they really not not too many people noteworthy on the defensive side, uh, on the Cardinals side of the ball, not, not even on offense. I mean, I guess James Conner presents a threat out of the backfield, but I think the Giants defense will be able to handle that. Uh, I think it's, it's, you're right. I, I can see them winning this game by a touchdown or more. I'm not going to make it my official pick because, you know, I, I'd rather not do that. Make my, make the local teams a pick because just gives us, gives us more to cover, I guess. Oh, they're not um, mine either.
1: I, was, I just wanted to go yeah, around
0: yeah. The, the league. I was just saying, yeah, that. The giants. I, I gotcha, but just, just, just clarifying. Um, But yeah, I think the giants uh, get this done. And I think that the giants get back to, you know, in the first drive of that the the Cowboys game, they ran it right down the field. Really, I mean, it was Barkley, 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 run, 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 run. And I think they're going to look to get look to stick to that game plan. And I think it'll be a success this week. Um, I could see Daniel Jones having a very efficient game. You know, like a I'm just going to throw out numbers and hope that I'm right. Like a 17 of of 23 passing for 215 yards and two touchdowns. Something something along those lines. Where nothing crazy, but very efficient, uh, gets the job done. Maybe a a couple of Barkley touchdowns would be really nice. Um, but yeah, I I think this is the giants get right week. And, and like you said, it better be because if they, even if they struggle with this team, right, even if, you know, the giants can get a win here. And this is one of those wins where, you know, you, you win on a field goal in with like, as time expires, and it's a tough game down to the wire against this team, even that's not a good look. So, I yeah, think don't, Giants- don't put
1: any like don't put any feeble tape out there for your opponents in the future. And by the way, we talked so much about how the Jets had to open the season and, and their schedule and um, you know schedule strength and difficulty and all that that the Giants almost got swept under the rug. I mean, obviously they start against Dallas. They they should thank their lucky stars that they have this game in Arizona right now. Yeah, because after this, you're you're going to. You know, San Francisco, you're going to see Seattle, then Miami, sure week. then Buffalo. So, I mean, you know, get win this game, get back to equal uh, equilibrium. Um, and then, you know, we'll see how the season pans out. But th- this game right here is just, it- it's a stalemate. You just, they-, they should win this game by two touchdowns um, and just get right back on track.
0: Yeah. And, and I think a big, I think this is a big, big week for the defense for the Giants, too, because again, the, you know, you got to think, Obviously the offense was 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 nowhere to be found against the Cowboys for the Giants. But same token, the defense gives up 40 points. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. I know they were on the field way too many times and for way too long, but you know, let's I want to see the Giants defense come away with a takeaway, get a, a handful of sacks, really, really show that you know you belong where closer to where we were talking preseason versus right now. I mean, we even heard Uh, On the K show, Don LaGreca say that, you know, he's a back at square one with the Giants after that win. So even guy like Dable, maybe might have something to prove. And I think that I think I I believe in Dable and his coaching staff enough that I just think that week one was just uh, kind of like an outlier. Uh, I think we're going to look at it and kind of kind of like an outlier. The Giants might not be, you know, at the level of the Cowboys at the end of the season, in the middle of the season, at any point in the season but I think that the giants are probably closer to our expectations than what people think of them right now. Um, and again, and again, I think that this week, uh, this week, definitely, they're going to show that And just looking forward. Like you said, to next week, they play on a short week, they head to San Francisco. And right now that line is at San Francisco giving nine and a half. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot. And that's, I think that speaks a lot to, uh, what, what happened with the giants in week one. Um, so you're on you're on Giants minus four, I'm on Giants minus four. Um I'll give a score prediction here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same score as the Jets, but the other way. I'm gonna say the Giants win this one 27 to 10.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say 27-14, 27-10, anywhere right around there, and I and I uh I feel like it was a win and the Giants uh, did what they
0: Yeah, so let's uh, you know again we we kind of say this a lot, but I when they're not playing the Jets or there's no incentive to the for the Jets to to have the giants lose i'll root for the giants why not
1: and i'm glad that it is that way because you know i wouldn't say that the yankees and mets have a rivalry right but there's just for some reason there's this bad blood there's a lot of trash talk between the two and if it was like that in the world of the nfl i would have had a much tougher week because like be honest yes or no actually you've done this before so i don't even need you to answer but, like, I, let's say uh, – I don't know. Who, who's the best player on the Mets? Um, let's say Pete Alonso coming into this year tore his Achilles, God forbid, and missed the whole season. You know, you would make fun of me a little bit. You know, there would be a little back and forth. I'm so glad that after this I didn't have to hear that from Giant. It's just not like that. There's really no, like, ill will between uh, the two football teams here. I almost feel like they root for each other.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I... – I think I I a hundred percent agree with that. They, in, in most senses, right. I, obviously you'll get your handful of fans on both sides. That'll, you know, uh, that'll, that'll obviously poke fun. And yeah, we're kind I of, kind of speaking like the, a majority. I think that's but. just the ignorant fans.
1: I think those are the,
0: you know, yeah. Yeah. Just Cheetah saying Bells that fans. they're, they're, they're very, very much still there for sure. Um, but you know, uh, I, I, you're right. I don't think it's as much as maybe other sports or whatnot. Um, but, all right, so went over the two locals. Let's get to around the league. Uh, first game of the day, we have we're, the... uh, we're doing
1: picks before or
0: after? Up to you. I, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's do picks now because you're right because uh, let's not let's not give out any leans. Uh, the floor is yours. We swept last week. Bobby crushes with his Packers pick. Very sharp. We are, already went over that. Um, let me hear it.
1: You know
0: what? I would, I would like to request that you go first because... There is, there's two,
1: for one of my picks, there's two games I'm having trouble deciding on. So if you take one of them,
0: I will go the other way. All right, so then in fairness, let's go back and forth. I give one, you give one, I give one, you give one. Deal? Deal. Okay, my first pick, and this is my one point play. Um, we, we spoke about this when we recapped them. I like the Falcons a lot. I They're, they're at home against the Packers, giving only one and a half, I think everyone's high in the Packers. No Aaron Jones this week, most likely for the Packers. If he plays, it will be at a limited capacity. Christian Watson hasn't practiced five straight days. That's their number one target. I know they—they they, the Packers looked really good against the Bears last week. I think this Falcons team is, is something that people are sleeping on. They have a lot of good weapons on the offense. It seems like they have a really nice one too with Algier and Bijan Robinson. Uh, and then, you know, you look, look at guys like Kyle Pitts, Drake London, I even thought Desmond Ritter looked pretty good last week, if not even great. Um, I like this team. That's going to be my one-point pick. I'm going to take the Falcons minus one and a half, hosting the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, as soon as I I saw that line, I thought of you in the podcast. I was like, oh, man, Vegas must be listening because we we just said they deserved a little bit more respect. Um, And here they are as favorites. Um, My one-point play here. I'm going to take the Chargers going into Tennessee. I have them at minus two and a half here. Is Is that is that up to speed with our... Uh... Correct, correct, correct. All right, yeah. I, I like the Chargers here. Uh, too high powered of an offense. I don't think Tennessee can really hang with teams like that. Uh, Tennessee's a real, like, they'll give you 17 points a game sort of squad. Uh, you know, the, the Chargers probably deserved to win last week. You might even make a case that they were the, you know, what, the second best team of week one and they come away with a loss, um, you know, they got to get to one and one. They're a much better team than the Titans. I think the Titans are, are, are way worse than they were a year and a half ago. I, I just, I think they kind of, I don't even want to say they missed their window. I don't know that they ever really had a window. Um, so, yeah, I love the Chargers to win this game. Obviously, there's always the threat of Derrick Henry just absolutely taking a game into his own hands. But just, I mean, just looking at this game and looking at where these two teams are at right
0: now, I just don't think the Titans can hang with that Charger offense. So that's going to be my one point play. I, I like that too. That was very, uh, very much on my, on my radar for sure. I kind of think I agree with everything you said about the Titans. The only thing that's kind of scares me off of that is the Titans. And I, I guess it's more so just betting against the Titans. You know, you get a team like Chargers that doesn't play a lick of defense. And then you get Derrick Henry, you know, rolling downhill for an entire game. And we just saw what happened with DeAndre Swift when the Eagles could run down the, uh, the Vikings throat. I think you get that guy rolling and you're you're in for a tough day, uh, especially time possession-wise. So I don't hate to pick, but that would just be my reason why I, I, I would veer away from that. Um, my next pick, and again, just a, a rule reminder here, we have a one-point pick or a two-point pick or... If you want to pick a straight underdog to win the game, you can get you can pick them straight to win the game on the money line for a three point play, and that is exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, brace yourselves here because I think I think I'm on to one. We watched the Chiefs and their lack of receivers, and obviously I know Travis Kelsey was out, and that's uh, you know, he's arguably the best weapon, offensive weapon in the entire league. I think the Chiefs. Might I may have, gotten have to little... stop you before you give this pick. No, no, no. I think the Chiefs might have gotten a little bit. No, there's exposed. a chance. That
1: there's a chance I'm going to throw this pick in the garbage.
0: Why? Because what do you have this line at? Plus 140.
1: No, no, no. The... Didn't we say oh, to the... pick a straight underdog? What was it that we agreed on? Was it three and a half?
0: I thought it was three.
1: Okay, that's and I think
0: that's fair. Okay. Okay. All right. So cool. All right. Set there. But yes, I think the Chiefs got a little bit exposed last week. And I think that, you know, not necessarily Mahomes, not necessarily the defense, but I think that teams looked at this this year, not, not in previous years, but team what teams are going to do is now they're going to say, okay, we know you have Travis Kelsey. We're going to focus everything on him and we're going to make the guys on the outside try and beat us. Uh, and I, I'm just not sure that that's the case. I don't know if that's going to be a good recipe for the Chiefs. Look, the Chiefs might win this game, right? They might. I, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league, in my opinion, and its I'm not saying this is any sort of certainty, but I do like the Jaguars here. Calvin Ridley is a real number one. Trevor Lawrence, you know, I've said what I've said about Trevor Lawrence in the past. This is his big, you know, uh, solidify year for me. I need him to solidify the fact that he's in that Burrow conversation. He's in that... Elite quarterback of the AFC, if not the NFL conversation. And this is a big game for that. I, I like the Jaguars. They have a good offense. They look good last week. They're at home. I think Chiefs coming off, a you know, obviously a little bit of a longer week with them playing on Thursday night football. Travis Kelsey has some more time to get healthy. Still remains to be seen if he's 100% or even is going to play 100% of the snaps. I'm on Jaguars. That's my three-point pick. Jaguars straight out money line. I got them at plus 140 I see them at right now.
1: Um, You know, I kind of like that pick. I think it's sharp. There was a part of me that really wanted to just <clears throat> flip my pick and go against you here and take Kansas City. But I'm going to do the same thing as you. I have a three-point play here. <clears throat> You mentioned Travis Kelsey. Maybe he's not 100% yet. We'll see. You know who I don't think is 100% yet? Joe that Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, the Ravens getting Mark Andrews back. Uh, I think they go into Cincinnati. I think they have a great chance to win this game. Uh, Bengals, three and a half point favorites. Um, so my three points, um, got the word I'm looking for. Pick? No, imagine that was the word. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I mean, you know, I I kind of, I played, I toyed with the idea of, you know, maybe take commanders over Denver. I think the Sean Payton stuff has to kick in gear at some point. I think this is a sharper pick. Um, Now, listen, the Bengals could flip a switch and look just like they did last year. Of course they could. Um, But, you know, coming off a whole year without Lamar Jackson, I feel like people maybe forgot how good Baltimore can really be. Um, I think they go into Cincinnati and win this
0: game. So I'll match up with you there with a three-point play. I, I love that pick. I, I, that would be, if you know, if you told me I had to pick two upsets this week, or, you know, underdogs, I guess, that's my, that would be my second one. And, you know, I, I might even say that I might have more confidence in the Ravens winning that game than the Jaguars, but, you know, for the sake of my, my in-my-head narrative on the Jaguars and the Chiefs, had to go with the Jags, but love it absolutely love it um did let's you, get
1: th- uh, did you think about the man Denver at all did you think about it like I thought it I thought it was a little out there but I thought it would be it would, might have been a fun pick to me
0: so like sometimes like what I'll do is when I'm when I'm thinking about picks or even just like betting on a game I'll like think about myself and you know in the moment of you know do I really want to be locked into that game too much I don't know if I want to be locked into that game too much like that, that's, that's one I'm okay with missing and therefore I'm good. I don't, you know, I don't need to pick it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does.
0: So, all right, well, let's, let's real quick. We're going to go around the league. Uh, the rest of the games here, we have the Raiders heading to Buffalo and playing the bills. Bills are an eight point favorite coming off a loss against the jets.
1: Eight points is a lot of points. I was very impressed with the Raiders and I was very unimpressed with Buffalo. Um, but I'm gonna chomp that up to just week one stuff. I don't think the, the Raiders defense is gonna be able to expose Josh Allen the way that the Jets did. And they should win this game by 10 points.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I like I like the Bills giving eight. I think they, they're on a they're definitely gonna come into this game pissed off. And I think that they're gonna really want to take that out on the Raiders. As, a, as an aside, with that thinking, I think I love the Bills first half haven't even looked at the number it's probably like four and a half uh for the first half absolutely am am in love with it if we were doing first half picks as well it probably would have been my two-point play uh love it um love the bills this week um next game we already kind of detailed uh ravens bengals we'll skip right over that chiefs jaguars we'll skip right over that uh chargers titans we'll skip right over that (laughs) And then that leaves us to the Packers and the Falcons. We will also skip right over that. And then Seahawks Lions. Lions are giving four and a half at home.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm expecting um, a Seattle bounce back or uh, or for them to replicate really uh, anything close to to last season that they did. Uh, I, I like Detroit here. Uh, I feel like they get better every week. They just continue to impress. They're home.
0: Why shouldn't they win by a touchdown? I, I couldn't agree with you more. They, and, you know, people keep keep forgetting. the You know, forget about Travis Kelsey being out or whatnot. The Lions just beat the Chiefs. And now you're going to tell me that they're only a point and a half better than the Seahawks who just lost? And and the, the Lions are home? Even the Lions all day. Lions minus four and a half for sure. Um, I think the Lions are going to be pretty good this year. Uh, the next game, the battle of two rookie quarterbacks, uh, the Colts and Anthony Richardson head to uh, Houston to play the Texans and CJ Stroud. The Texans are giving one. I mean, this is a uh, this is you very much. Alert. This is a this is a, as much of a coin flip as a coin flip gets to me. Do you have a be, lean here?
1: I'm gonna make like an epic game of the week drop, and I'm just gonna sh- hit that button every time we review a game like this. Um, yeah, this is a. No, I mean, uh, hang on one second. Hey Siri, flip a coin. Electric. it's drum roll, please. It is heads. Uh, I will be taking uh, the Indianapolis Colts going into Houston.
0: Uh, I'll just, I'll just go, you know, opposite of you. I'll take the Texans minus one. Why not? Why yeah. not? That's my only reasoning. Um, Next game, the the Chicago Bears head to Tampa Bay and play the Baker Mayfield led Buccaneers, who are one and zero. This game is Buccaneers giving three, so about a, this is a an actual true coin flip here. Um, I think I'm going to go with the the Bears plus three. I think a lot of people kind of got scared off by them last week, and they they kind of got uh, trounced last week and a little bit embarrassed. And I think that I think the Bucks are you know. It takes one week of a bad Baker Mayfield for for I think that locker room to unravel. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bears here plus three. I don't love it, uh, you know. If if the the Buccaneers win, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if the Buccaneers cover. I wouldn't wouldn't be the least bit surprised either. I'm going to take the Bears though. I think talent wise, they they have them. They have the Buccaneers beat.
1: I want to agree with you, but I, I don't know. I think about the Bears and okay, we say we like Justin Fields. We think we like Justin Fields. We think they improved from last year maybe a little bit, but not much. And, you know, they were one of the three worst teams in the NFL last year. Um, You know, obviously I'm not praising Tampa Bay or anything like that, but I'm scared to make this pick. But I I think that I would say the Bears are trending upward and Tampa's obviously trending downward. And just based on that, I think Chicago should go in there and pick up a win. But just like you said, I don't like it. I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, if they lose another game
0: yeah and i can actually see this one uh i'm curious what the the over under is because i i think that there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game um 40 and a half 40 and a half i like that over that's i like that a lot as a matter of fact um okay And, and aside might have to might have to do some more research into that but my first impression is that i love that over um Next game, uh, this one I, I think would be on my third rung of upsets to pick. It might sound crazy. Uh, the 49ers against the Rams, Rams home, 49ers giving seven and a half on the road. I love the, the Rams plus seven and a half. I don't, you know, say what you want of the 49ers, I, I would almost, you know, I think a lot of people are probably going to be on the, the. they're going to buy a point and take the 49ers to win by six and a half with the touchdown. Um, I think the Rams are just getting, you know, underappreciated. They, 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 the weapons are again, Cooper cup out for the second of, uh, I believe at least four weeks. Um, but you know, you put Stafford there, you, you, you tell him to go sling the rock a little bit and he's going to make guys good. I, I kind of like the Rams plus seven and a half there.
1: So are you telling me to start new waiver claim to, to out well in fantasy
0: this week? Uh, there, there'll there be no fantasy advice given from me, Mr. Lowest Scorer uh, and in last place is a yeah, week, week yeah, one. Kind of the Sorry. Yeah. Um, so
1: <laughs> I, I like that pick. I think people were too low in the Rams. We've kind of gone over this. Um, I, I just kind of feel like the way this game goes is the Rams are going to, you know, keep it close until they can't anymore. Uh, I think the 49ers, they just kind of keep scoring. Uh, I don't think the Rams have that luxury, especially, uh, still missing their uh, best weapon, so I think this is going to be one of those games where it's close until maybe the end of the third, start of the fourth quarter, and then the 49ers just kind of keep pouring it on. Maybe they win by two touchdowns. So I'm going to stick with San Francisco, but I like the I like the Rams pick. I like
0: it. Yeah, it's it, it's sharp for sure. I think a lot of people are going to be all over that for the 49ers team. Um, next game, the like the aforementioned Commanders Broncos. Uh, Denver home giving three and a half. I was, you know, I was high on the commanders coming into the season. I really wasn't a fan of what I kind of saw last week. Same token, I wasn't a fan of what I saw from the Broncos last week. This is an ugly game. You know, if I watch, if I watch, you know, five real life minutes of this game, I'd be surprised. Eh, It's a 430 game. Maybe I will. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos. Let's ride giving three and a half.
1: About that uh, over under of thirty nine points.
0: Um, kind of like yes, I said under.
1: earlier in the show, I think the Sean Payton effect has to kick in at some point here. Uh, they can't still be this bad offensively. They just can't. You can't. You can't change the whole culture like that and look exactly the way you did last year. Um, but I, I just I have to believe that Sean Payton is going to find a way to turn this around and squeeze whatever is left out of Russell Wilson. And uh, I I think the commanders, if they can't beat the commanders, um, I'm not sure who they can beat. So uh, I'll take Denver here. I hate that it's three and a half. Uh, I wish it was three, but
0: I I will take them anyway. And then the Sunday night game, which is a huge AFC East matchup. Uh, The Dolphins, Everyone seems. correct me if I'm wrong, people treat the Dolphins like they just won the Super Bowl. Um, But the Dolphins giving three going to New England uh, against the Patriots. I think I'm you know, I, I say that people are too high in them. I think people are too high on the, the Patriots. You know, this this roster again, they they, they lose last week against, they kind of came back against the Eagles, but really if you watch that game, they really only had like one good quarter of football. Where, and it was also at the same time that the Eagles had their worst quarter of football. Um, I, you know, I don't want to read too much into that game. It's obviously week one. It's a little bit, little bit up in the air, but I, you know, I think you're going to have to score 30 to, to beat this Dolphins team, and I'll believe it when I see this this Patriot team putting up 30. Uh, I, I'll give me the Dolphins minus three. Yeah,
1: you yeah, know, I think that's just kind of for New England. That's just the the residue they they left behind from uh, you know completing a dynasty. Is that people still just always give them the benefit of the doubt? I mean, ever since uh, Tom Brady departed, and and you know they kind of started to. Uh, you know, become a normal football team. I just feel like people don't let it go, whether it's Belichick or whether it's this. I feel like every year there's a, a sect of the NFL fan population that's just, they stay high on New England. I don't get it. Um, I, I think the the line's a little bit strange. I get they're on the road, um, but I, I think they're a team that uh, can score at will. And I think anyone who was low on Miami, I think that all just came from, you know, the notion that, I don't think people believe that Tua is going to be able to, to finish the season healthy. Um, and if he does, at this point in time right now, I think they're the best team in the AFC East. So, uh, I, I think they should beat New England uh, by more than three points. I don't care if they're playing on Mars. Uh, I, I just don't, this is another game where I just, it's just lopsided offensively. I don't think New England can, can hang in there with that.
0: I, I think I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, This week we actually get two Monday Night Football games, which I don't know how you feel about that. I kind of like it. Obviously, I would not like it if one of the Jets or the Giants were on one of those games and then I'd have to split my attention a little bit. Well, I don't uh, like when they're happening at the same time. I don't mind that. I mean, what, what do you want it to be? An early game and a later game and a Monday?
1: They've done that. Usually week one they used to have two Monday Night games and there was an early one and a late one.
0: I mean 715 and 815 like but the second one will probably get going you know when when it's halftime of the first one and you won't you won't miss too much I don't think but uh, nonetheless the first game 715 Monday night um, the Saints head to Carolina and play the Panthers Saints are giving three in which I love the Saints
1: I I do too I think that uh I think the Saints were a little bit underrated going into this season I think Chris Chris is a dog. Uh, I think we all like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr's always sort of been on the underrated side. I just think the Saints have legitimate weapons. I think they have a a healthy Michael Thomas now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think the the Saints are are still in a place where Carolina shouldn't be a problem. Uh, They should go in there and and cover the three points against a rookie quarterback.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm really not impressed with this Panthers team whatsoever. Uh, You know, Bryce Young, obviously, it's a it's a building year for him and kind of just getting his feet wet in the NFL, but really lackluster offense. I mean, they're, they're featuring Miles Sanders as like their feature back. Uh, I, I kind of, I have the NFL Plus package i, I purchased. purchased, again, if that interests you. Um, and is- I've been able to... So actually, it's cool. You get to actually watch once the games end, you'll be able to watch like condensed games where it's just play by play. You get to see every play, but it only takes like 30 minutes to watch the entire game or so. Kind of crazy if you think about it. But, um, you know, so I'm over here on a, yeah, on like a random, you know, when I, if I'm working late at night or something, I'll throw a game on and and just have it on. And uh, the Panthers game last week was one of those games that I actually watched the, you know, every play in the condensed game from. And I kind of was watching Bryce Young and he, he looks like Not only does he look small, but he looks kind of... uh, He just looks like he's guessing, and, and, you know, he doesn't really look too comfortable yet. And I think that the Saints team is... They're they're a real... They might win their division. Uh, Again, you're right. I think Derek Carr is a very underrated quarterback that always falls in that kind of underrated category. Um, And I think that they're going to... I think they'll handle the Panthers here on Monday night. Um, So I like the the Saints giving three. And then the last game of the week, this is a huge game uh, early in the season... The 0-1 Steelers host the Cleveland Browns that, again, this is watch both of these games. Uh, I I thought the Steelers just the game kind of got out of hand against the the 49ers who are the the class of their conference. Um, I think it's a little bit of a different story here against the Browns. Sean Watson, you know, they come away with a win last week, but nothing too impressive. And then they're on the road giving two and a half to Mike Tomlin in a division game after a loss on primetime. I'm, I'm taking the Steelers plus two and a half. So let me ask
1: you, and this isn't a, a facetious question or anything. I, I might just be ignorant, but I, I don't get the, you know, there, there's a lot of, and I think you said it yourself that, you know, you like the Steelers this year. There's a lot of people that are pretty high on the Steelers. Is there any reason that people would feel that way? Just besides the fact that, you know, your head coach refuses to, have a losing season is there anything else have they really improved anywhere um I think Cleveland's I think Cleveland's the better roster for sure um I think this year they're actually going to come into their own and be what they were going to be uh you know last year having Deshaun Watson for half the season it was wacky they didn't look good at all um you could argue they're the best running back in the league I I just I, I think they're I think they're a better team than Pittsburgh. I think they should go in there and get a win. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not getting the the Pittsburgh hype. Now I could be wrong because obviously they never, they they're never below 500. So it's games like this that they pull out of a hat every now and then. So you know the Steelers aren't a team that I like to pick against. Um, but I don't know. Just looking at this game, I think I think I give Cleveland the edge.
0: Yeah, you know, I I hear what you're saying, and you know, I, I kind of get. I understand what you mean by like, you know, as far as roster construction and just overall talent. But, you know, I think that there's just something to divisional games and, and you know, coaching wise. I think in divisional games and, and these tight, you know, playoff games is where the coaching really can shine through when you're playing people multiple times a year. And, you know, kind of like what you said about, you know, the, the Steelers not changing much. The, the this Browns team is very similar to the one that they ran out last year. Obviously, you're, they're gonna the Browns season is dependent on how Deshaun Watson plays. True or false?
1: Actually, I wouldn't even say the season. I'd say like the
0: next ten years of their future, maybe. Exactly. So you know, to there, I think I can flip your your point back at you and say that you're right. But what have the the Browns changed? And I think that that kind of plays more into Mike Tomlin's hands. You know, I like Kenny Pickett. Again, Watched was watching uh, the Steelers game back, and I, I think that there's some good things that I've seen from Kenny Pickett. George Pickens, I think that's going to be a good combo going forward. Um, and then they have Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, who uh, it only seems like a matter of time before Jalen Warren takes over that job as he's just leaps and bounds the more effective runner. Maybe that comes to fruition this week. Um, I don't know. I, I also just find it hard-pressed to – to take to bet against uh, the Steelers when they're home, I have a few of those teams. I think I've I've said that about the the Saints as well. Um, so anytime I can get them with points at home, I'm going to take them. Just kind of like a, a rule of thumb thing for me. Um, yeah. Did you I did just, you give I a side here? My,
1: my very last thing I wanted to say about this game is I just I don't know. It, you would agree that Deshaun Watson was a top five NFL quarterback before all of this nonsense went down. I don't think that changes any year. I just don't. I think last year was a wacky season. Uh, they're, they're already coming off a big week one win. I think we actually see what the Browns were, were supposed to be this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you hope so because they, uh, they're they going to be in some, some deep shit, for lack of a better term, if, if Deshaun Watson is not Deshaun Watson. We almost,
1: we almost made it a full episode without Sam swearing, and he
0: just at the buzzer won <laughs> it. Uh sorry it's just just I had to get it done. Um any other comments about this week before before we head out of here?
1: No, not not even a not even a, a go jets out of me. But Bob, I don't know if the if the Aaron Rodgers injury kind of uh kind of ruins this, but you know, you you heard it. me and Bobby have a deal that he's supposed to come on here and give us like a like a real wholehearted Jets 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 Jets. So
0: you know we what we might have, have to it. do? We might have to convert that that bet and Obviously, if Bobby's down, we might have to get an actual video recording of Bobby imitating Fireman Ed. You know know he has the Fireman Ed hat. That's not even a question. He said he did. Yeah, obviously. With the hat, video recorded, J-E-T-S, as if he's on the big screen. Right before kickoff, we might have to post that to get our our Jet fans hyped. We'll have to do some negotiating with his agent.
1: I think Fireman Ed and Bobby Wonder – is Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson a chase.
0: I, I, you're, you're I don't even know even how can't
1: to see like <laughs> the day that fireman Ed takes off his hat and he rests it on Bobby's head
0: and he says, kid, this is all you know. I, that's going to happen one day. I I don't even know how to comment on that situation. I'm no, at a loss. I, you got I, me at a I... loss of words. No, not, literally nothing else. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll I'll say it. Let's go Jets. Let's go Giants as well. Uh, Thank you for listening. Have a good one, everyone.